welcome back to Actually Authentic. This is Liv. And this is Maria. And today we have a very special guest, Aurora McClauslin. I followed this girl for about three years. She's awesome. She is a social media influencer and is based in Utah. She's super fun. But yeah, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself, Aurora. Yeah, hi. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited. It's been a hot minute since I've been on a podcast. Um, I, yeah, so I am a content creator. I live in Utah. I've been living here for the past like eight years. I have a husband and two cute kids and a dog and yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. And how long have you lived in or like, are you based in Utah, like your family or like, how did you end up in Utah? So, um, both of my parents grew up in um, the area of Utah that I live now. Uh, they did move. I grew up in New Mexico, though. Um, so my parents grew up here. So uh, I kind of just ended up here like for school because I had some family in the area. And then I have not managed to leave yet. <laughs> no, Utah is so beautiful. Me and Maria both really went is. to school in Idaho and went to Utah often. And I'm, I miss the mountains. I'm now in Michigan. But Utah is beautiful. It really is. The longer I live here, the more I appreciate how beautiful it is. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, so Aurora's a content creator based in Utah, she just said. And I've always been really inspired by her content. She always does, like, these really, really cool shoots. And I don't know, like, I think you just, like, your page, like, bleeds creativity so well. But also, like, you're very, very relatable. So like, you know, like you said, you're a mom, like, but you also are, are out taking like these BA shots um, and just have great photos. I, I love your content. Thank you so much. And yeah, so we wanted to kind of ask you, like, how did you originally like get into like content creating and photography? Yeah, so um, I have always been really interested in photography. Like, I feel like all high school girls go through that, like, I'm a photographer phase Um, and so I definitely did. Um, when I was like 15, I saved up and I bought myself a Canon Rebel camera, um, just like the little kit camera. And I took pictures of absolutely everything. I like organized photo shoots with all my friends and was like, thought they were all models. Um, I, I did a handful of like friends of like the parents of my friends would hire me to do like family photos and stuff. And so I really thought I was like hot shit um, and like an amazing photographer. And then um, I went to college and still just was obsessed with taking pictures of everything and my friends and like organizing little photo shoots. And somewhere like throughout college and getting married, I kind of transitioned that on accident. So. Um, I always joke that the whole reason I found this career as a content creator is that when my husband and I were first married, I, um, I'm a very competitive person. And so he had more Instagram followers than I did because I just had like a personal Instagram account with like 400 followers. And so I wanted to get more followers than him. And he had like 800 followers. So it's not like he had that many, but I was like, if I hit a thousand followers, that number was so huge to me. I mean, it still is a big number, but I was like, if I can get to a thousand followers, I will be 
like so great because I have more followers than on Instagram. So I started like posting more of my photography and then transitioned that more into photos of myself because I knew that that's what was that did well on Instagram, like the people that I followed, the content creators that I followed. Um, so I, I kind of just focused on posting more intentionally <laughs> instead of just, I posted some really cringy stuff back in the day. Um, so yeah, I kind of just transitioned it that way. And that's kind of where it led me to where I am now, where it's my full-time career. That's so awesome. What dedication. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that is really cool. So when you first started posting pictures of yourself, did you always like to model or were you more focused on showing off your clothes? Um, I, I never really have had a specific focus on um, Instagram. Like I feel like I, I was on a friend's podcast last year and I talked a lot about how I don't feel like um, like I have a niche and that's something I've really had to like, I don't know, this will make it sound like it's a big struggle and it's really not, but like, it's something I've had to kind of work on and work through and kind of be like, it's okay that I don't have a specific niche. Um, but I, so when I was in high school, I was really interested in modeling and I wanted to model really badly, but my, um, mom didn't want me to. And so when I, kind of started um gaining following on Instagram and taking more pictures of myself I did for a while um model alongside that I signed with an agency and um did a few cool projects before um before I had kids um so yeah I've always really liked being in front of the camera as much as being behind it and so being an influencer um has given me kind of this opportunity where I'm able to do both like I, I mean, I would say probably about mm, like 40, 50% of what I post in my feed is like self portraits and stuff I take by myself. Um, but everything else, I still have a really heavy hand in all of the creative aspects of it. Like, um, all of the other photos are either taken by my husband, who's a photographer, or I have a really good friend named Whitney, who is my photographer. Um, and I have, like I, we go through inspo together and like kind of talk about the vibes of the shoots and we decide on outfits together, but I'm still really involved in the process of the shoot. And then I edit all the photos myself as well too. And so even though I'm not the one physically behind the camera, I still get to have like some control in the creative aspect of the photos besides just modeling. And so I love that about my career that I get to be both kind of. Yeah, you're very like well rounded in your skills. Yeah. I feel like sometimes like and it's fine if you're totally not, but I think that really like makes you have like a leg up on your on your page because you do have like a very like creative eye and it is very very well rounded because sometimes people are like one or the other, but it's kind of cool mm -hmm. to see somebody who has, you know, has such, you know, has it all, you know, in the aspect of like you've been in, in both sh like shoes, you've done the, the taking of the photos, you've been in it, you know, so that's really, mm -hmm. really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's so fun for me to hear your story, because I kind of feel the same way where I kind of grew up taking photos of my friends doing mm -hmm. their makeup and editing all those, th all of their, all the aspects of the photo shoot and the photos afterwards. And now I found myself in the comm degree 
where I'm really interested in um, kind of the designing and content of things. And I also was really into modeling my senior year and then going into freshman of college. So it's really fun to see that someone kind of like me is successful and you're able to make it work and your page looks awesome and you were able to get those followers. So that's just Mm -hmm. (laughs) really inspirational. Thank you. Love that you have a competitive personality. I definitely feel that, especially with your spouse. (laughs) So what kind of um, has inspired your creativity over the years, would you say? Um, a lot of things. I feel like we, the longer you put yourself in a creative role, the more easily you find inspiration in a lot of different things. Um, I, my notes app is filled with just, I will have a random idea and I, I have ADHD. So I know that if I don't write it down right, then I'll literally never remember it again. Um, but but that's really how it is. I'll watch a show and I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that would be kind of an interesting topic I want to talk about on, on Instagram or my blog or YouTube or something. Or, um, or I mean, there have been so many times that I've texted my friend Whitney, who's my photographer, like, I just drove past this thing and we should take photos there. Or, um, or sometimes it will literally be like, I, I find something in a thrift store and I'm like, I could create something around this. Like I find inspiration in so many different things and, um, yeah, it's really not limited to anything specifically. I feel like the conception point for most concepts is so different, like across everything. Like you could take every single one of my posts within a week. So like five to seven posts and they would all have like origin stories that were completely vastly different. Yeah. And like you kind of said, like, not having a direct niche. I think that like, I really resonate with that because I feel like the way that like Instagram is structured or how people have said it is to be structured to like have a following or um, to have a successful page is sometimes like they, you know, that's like one of the things like when you look up on Google, like have a niche, like, but I think it's cool that you've almost like you've not put yourself in like that box. You've allowed yourself to have that creative freedom that and then it allows you to develop different ideas and I think that's something that I really really love about your content is you know it's you never know what you're gonna get honestly like you have like kind of your style and your vibe but it's all like vastly different like you said and I think that's super super inspiring and it kind of almost like as somebody who's followed you for three years it keeps me on my toes because I'm like oh what is Aurora gonna post next like I'm ready for it like (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's, it's, it's a really stressful thing, honestly, to feel like, um, to feel like people have a lot of expectations of you. And at the end of the day, what I've had to tell myself anytime I kind of start to stress out about it is that my, everything I post is for me, right? Like people follow me and I am so grateful to everyone that follows me. And I love that, like, it's my career, but it's still, for me. And so I don't want to be posting anything that I don't love that I don't want to just because I think someone else would want to, because those are the ones that even if it's trendy or it's something that I think people would really like, those things don't do well if I don't like them. Like if I'm excited about something, those are always the posts that do really well, that get me a lot of new followers, that get a lot of attention. But the posts that I 
the things that I post because I think other people want them are the ones that never do well. And so it really goes back to making sure that you post the things that you want to post, like, cause yeah. it's really for you. That's super interesting. I haven't thought of it that way when I've done my posts because I'm not at that level where I can kind of see the responses and how well it does, at least with my platform or our platform this far. But that's a really good tip and makes total sense that if you're not fully into the concept, your audience won't be and they'll see that it's not as authentic from your side. I did have another question too. Yeah, I was wondering, since you said your niche is so free and open and flowing, how have you evolved your niche with yourself? Because everybody grows and becomes a little different. The times change, the style changes. How have you done that with your page? Um, so my page has evolved a lot, a lot since I started um, because... When I first started, it was really a lot of photos that weren't of me that were kind of of random things um, as I was kind of figuring out what I wanted to do. I, they were a lot more, I want to say they were a lot more like Tumblr aesthetic photos, if that makes sense, um, when I first started growing a following. Um, and then I got pregnant. And so my page really quickly turned into like a mommy page. And so I was always... Um, posting photos of my baby and, you know, that sort of thing. And it was curated, but it was, it was still really cringy back then. Um, and sometime around, sometime between my pregnancies is when I really backed away from like posting mom stuff and really posting stuff about me, which was really hard because I gained the majority of my following when I was a mommy blogger. And so a lot of my followers left when I stopped posting about mommy stuff. Like, I really distinctly remember this day um, that I posted a poll. Um, it would have been probably about six months before I got pregnant um, on my Instagram stories being like, okay, what kind of content do you guys want to see from me? And it was kind of like, do you want to see more content of um, my baby or um, my husband? Or do you want to see more photos of just me or like lifestyle stuff? And there was one poll that was, do you want photos of me or something else? And it was like 8% me. And everything else was like the rest of it was whatever this other thing was. And I think it was mom related. And I remember being like, wow, okay, nobody wants to see like just photos of me and like what I'm doing. And like, I was like, that's a bummer because that's what I was planning on doing. And so I just did it anyway, because I didn't want my page to have to be about my kids. I wanted it to be about me. Um, so, I mean, so that's just what I did. And yeah, I lost a lot of followers and I still kind of am in a process of weeding out some of those followers. I think some of them have stuck around. I don't know why, um, but every once in a while, I'll post something a little bit too controversial or showing just a little bit too much skin and I lose like 50 followers and I'm like, they're, they're on their way out. <laughs> um, but I think that that's, I don't know. I saw somebody else posted about like they'd rather have, it's kind of like you'd rather have four like four quarters mm -hmm. rather than like a hundred pennies like with friend wise um so I feel like I feel like that's inspiring though because I feel like there is a lot of pressure about numbers on and obviously like it is your job so like numbers can be important but to an extent also like you said it needs to be about you and it needs to be about what you post and I feel like when you have that kind of mind frame you're gonna attract people like 
that actually mm-hmm. want to be there for you, no matter what stage of life you've been in. Because I've, I've followed people that, like, from the very beginning of their career, right. they're in a completely different place now, now. But I think that's, the like, the beautiful thing about following somebody that adapts, you know, and changes is you get to see somebody's evolution throughout their life. So I think that's a reason to stay somebody committing to, I'm not going to post baby stuff. I'm going to post me. Like I, I love that personally, but I think that's very like brave and very bold of you to, you know, take basically the, you know, the horns on your own page and say, this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, if people don't like it, then you can leave. And that's fine because you will attract people that authentically want to see who you are. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing is, if people are still following me for stuff that I no longer post, they're not going to be interacting with my stuff anyway. And, and yeah, I would rather have like 10 people who really love what I post than 100 people who do not care and just somehow still follow me. Like those 100 people aren't actually doing me any favors. I mean, don't get me wrong. I get stressed out about the numbers every single day. Like I, it kind of is just a given at this point that like I, I'm going to post whatever I want, but, but I'm still going to be very, very stressed out about the numbers. Anytime it goes up or down, I'm very aware. Um, and I wish I wasn't, and it's something I'm working on, but don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm definitely very, um, uh, aware, (laughs) but it kind of is like, that's just part of it. And I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to let that happen because if, like if I have a lot of people following me that aren't interacting with me, that's honestly worse for like my numbers and the amount of money that I can make than if I had less followers, but more of them were like constantly engaged. Like it would bring my engagement rate up. Like having, if I had a hundred thousand followers, but you know, had like a 1% engagement rate, that's really not very helpful. But if I had 20,000 followers and like a 10% engagement rate, that would be so much more valuable. So it really is about, how much the people follow you like you over like the actual total number. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And kind of along those lines, how do you recommend our viewer or not our viewers, our listeners and us, if we are wanting to start creating content that we love and getting over that anxiety, how do you recommend we do that? Because I know that's something that can be hard for me. And I've had friends that they just think so much about which posts will people like, which picture will get the most likes. And sometimes they'll post one that they love and it doesn't do as well and it can make Mm -hmm. you sad. How do you get over that? You just, I mean, if I I find out, I'll let you know. (laughs) Um, You kind of just have to, I mean, like I said, it's kind of just an inevitable part of it. You kind of have to accept it. Um, Accept that, Sometimes people aren't going to see what you post. Sometimes people are not going to be excited about what you're excited about. Sometimes people aren't going to care. And and that's when you have to ask yourself, okay, well, who am I posting this for? Because if I'm posting it for myself, then it shouldn't matter if other people like it or not. If I'm posting it for other people, then then that's when it matters. And so you kind of have to let yourself reevaluate that your like expectations and your intentions every single time it happens. And Um, and so it's a constant process. Like, again, like, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with posting things for other people. Like I, I definitely let what I know my followers like to see influence what I decide to shoot, what I decide to post, but I still make sure that's within a realm of what I like to post. Like, um, 
I think most specifically with TikTok, some of the things that I've had go viral are things that I am not going to post about all the time. And I've had to just kind of let that go and be like, okay, I know that if I continue to post these things that TikTok really likes, I'm going to continue to get seen, but I don't want to post that. So I'm just not going to. And I recognize that this other stuff is just isn't going to be seen by as many people. And I don't care because I don't really want to do the other content. And so I, I just have to live with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know that's, that's not like exactly the, <laughs> the answer that people want to hear, though. People want to hear that it's easy. <laughs> yeah, and that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that's the real answer, though. Just learning the tips on how, like you said, it's inevitable. And how do you mm-hmm. get through it and just continue being happy about what you post and not letting your likes or follows affect your mood. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that tip. Yeah, well, and I think back to even like me and Maria started this podcast probably back in what, March of this year, I think. Yeah. And like neither of us have like a super huge following or anything. And, you know, I've, you know, over the years since I've like started posting more stuff, I've had people that I knew from like high school, like unfollow me. And I'm like, that's fine. Like if you don't want to see my posy modeling stuff, then Mm -hmm. that's fine. Or if you don't like that I'm doing a podcast, that's fine. So I feel like it's, It's almost like finding that, like, inner peace within yourself that, like, you're not going to please everybody. Not everybody's going to like you Mm -hmm. and not everybody's going to, like, want to support you through your business endeavors. But you just have to be okay with that and move on and not let it, like, cause you any brain fog or affect you creatively. Because there's, you know, there's also on the other spectrum of people that love you and support you and want to see you grow. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. That can be hard. And like you said, it's inevitable. But as we do find those new connections with the people that actually love us and care, it's so rewarding too. So how do you, would you say that like you stay the most authentic to yourself as like you've navigated um, your platform? I think that the thing that has helped me feel or remain the most authentic to myself is letting myself um, try new things. Like I let myself not necessarily take risks, but I give myself permission to lose interest in things. I give myself permission to change my mind. Um, I give myself permission to do anything that I want to do because, um, like, like I post about whatever I want. Um, and so I give myself permission to like, I don't know, like to lose interest in stuff. Like I know that like for me right now, something that I, I mean, I post about consistently, not, I don't know. I post about though is like tarot and like witchcraft stuff. And right now that's a really big part of my life, but I give myself permission if someday that's not something I'm, that resonates with me that I interact with a lot, that I no longer have to post about that stuff. Even if, the people that follow me now are following me because I'm posting those things, if that makes sense. So like I'm giving myself permission to evolve. And I feel like by not forcing myself to stay in that mold, I am like, like allowing myself to stay authentic. It's, it's hard when I feel like I, this is totally like an ADHD thing where I, I really hyperfixate on something for a while and then I lose interest. And when I'm really interested in something, it makes sense for me to want to share it like on Instagram and with the people who follow me. But then I, as soon as I lose interest, I'm not going to be posting about it anymore. 
And it can be hard to feel like I can share those things because I know, I know myself, I know those cycles. I know that I'm going to be super invested in something for a while and then forget about it and move on. And for a while, it was really hard to let myself post what I wanted because I felt really like judged by the people that followed me or felt like I was all over the place and people would really hate that. And I've kind of come to terms with that and been like, I it's just so stressful to live in that part of your brain where you are so concerned with what all of these strangers are thinking of my day-to-day life. Like it's just way too stressful to stay in that place. And so I've had to let myself be allowed to change my mind and change things up as needed without caring if it like if people no longer like me because of it. No, I think that's really awesome. Yeah. That makes sense. I love that too. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like sometimes you post like baking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love when you post baking stuff, but it's definitely like not like all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's like totally okay. But like when you do, you know, a little reel or an episode of like what you're baking or you even share that, like, hey, I made these pastries. I think that's so cool. Um, but like it's not like like – I need that from you, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. as as somebody who follows your content. So I feel like that's super cool. And um, I think that, you know, evolution of the individual happens, you know, it's supposed to happen. And I think that we can a lot of times like put ourselves in this box that we have to stay this one way, but it really just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, I think back to like when we're children, we're expected to constantly be like evolving and growing and learning new things. And it's almost like once we hit adulthood, it's like people expect you like, once you turn 21, oh, this is the person you're going to be for the rest of your life. But that's like, really, really not the case. And it's, it's sad when people, you know, put themselves in that realm of, oh, I can't change because of X, Y, and Z. Um, So I think it's cool that you've been able to find that like power within yourself to to grow and be okay with change and and be okay with being authentic to yourself even if it doesn't always align with whatever else is going on around you yeah no I love that what you said about like being expected to evolve as a child but not as an adult I I am not nearly as old as I think I am right because (laughs) I feel like because I'm 26 I should have my shit fully together And I do not because I'm only 26. That's so young. Like I don't have to have everything figured out now. I could completely change what I want to do with my life in the next 10 years. And I feel like that would be completely within the realm of what is okay. But we've conditioned ourselves to be so successful, so young that we feel like we're a failure if we haven't figured out exactly what we want to do for the rest of our lives by the time we're like 23 it's ridiculous right especially when you see people see people like right now like I don't know I graduated school and I was feeling like all this pressure to like buy a house right now I'm like I'm only 23 I'm like I don't need to buy a house but like I see all these other people buying houses and then having babies and I'm like well I'm not ready to have babies yet like I, I don't want that for myself yet so it's like I don't know I've when I was younger, I always thought like, oh, like X, Y, and Z, this is how it's going to be. But now that I'm older, I realize, well, definitely Mm -hmm. not. Like (laughs) life is definitely not what you think it will be. And I think that it's, it's good that we can allow ourselves to kind of like put these preconceived notions out of our head and kind of see, okay, like, what do I want in here and now? And what do I actually want to do? And it's okay if like I change my mind. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. 
I love that about kind of the era that we're in. I think people are being more open with themselves and are giving themselves a little more forgiveness and that openness to grow. That's just what I've been seeing lately. Maybe it's different trends that we're having or just the types of people that were born, like what generation we are. But I definitely have seen that where some people just don't feel as much pressure. I mean, not Mm -hmm. everybody is that same way, but at least me, these last few years, I have felt like I can be whoever I want to be. And there isn't a strict path that I need to follow anymore. And I don't have to, yeah, own a house or have a baby by this time. And I'm just pretty grateful for that. I don't know if it's people are trying to be more authentic on Instagram now or what, but I do think we would benefit from more influencers like you, Aurora, because you are a great example to someone who who would just want to follow you because you're showing who you really are. You're not doing all these focused posts on one thing because that's not realistic. That's not your whole life. You're sharing with everyone, all of you. So then we can see, we can do that too. We don't have to be so strict. I think that's so awesome that you're doing that. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. Yeah, it's just so refreshing because I do see all of these influencers who just post one specific thing and maybe that is their thing and that's awesome. But I also know people and friends who just have so much stress about what should I post? Will these people like it? And it stops them from posting because they don't know for sure. So they wait and it it's just more of a stress than the joys of having your own page and just creating. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. And I think that like, it's one of those things like social media could be gone tomorrow. Like in that world, if we knew Mm -hmm. social media was going to be gone in a week, like it's like, would you really care and overanalyze like who and how you want to be perceived by on social media? And I would think not like we'd want to be freely sharing, you know, sharing who we are and, you know, letting people know like, this is really us. Like this is what I love to post. And this is, my content that I want. Um, so I think that it's all about just letting our, our souls be free and letting our creativity free flowing and not letting other people influence it so much. Yeah, totally. And I had another question for Aurora, kind of more along the lines of content planning and how you do that. Because it's really hard, at least I've noticed for me, I've started to plan our content for the podcast a little more and I'm not normally someone that thinks ahead. So it has been hard doing that and formulating things ahead of time and planning them and scheduling them. Do you have like a workflow or a few good tips that you would share to help new content creators kind of get organized and not be stressed about posting day of and always having to be posting the day of but planning ahead? Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. That's how I used to create content when I started was um, when I when I started creating content, I had a desk job. Um, I worked as an assistant for some guy at an internet company and I would get home from work every day and I would set up my little iPhone 4S in my living room and take pictures of something, whether it was myself or whatever, and I would post it right then. And it was every single day. And it was so stressful because you have so much stress to, 
you know, not only work around your schedule, but you, you know, you have this short amount of time to take the picture and post. And, and if you don't get it in that time, then you either don't post or you post something you don't like, or, you know, there are so many variables. Um, and it's really stressful to create content that way. So, um, it's obviously going to be very different for me week to week. Um, but usually what I do, what I try to do on Mondays is kind of take a look at the week ahead. So what, um, I'm kind of week slash month ahead because I have to look at, okay, what specific campaigns do I know that I have coming up that need content? You know, I don't need, I'm not going to be posting for them for three weeks or six weeks or however many weeks, but I need to create that content now. Um, you know, and I need to consider, you know, there are going to be things that I have shot weeks or months previously that are going to be posted within this week. Um, and then what, I don't know, like other trends that I've noticed that I want to try to create content for, or, you know, if there's time sensitive things like fall colors, snow, you know, flowers, things like that. Um, and then I have all of the inspo on my, so I, in addition to like my notes app and Pinterest, Pinterest is such a great source for trying to find inspiration for posts. Um, but then I have everything in the Instagram app, um, saved by categories. So I have like creative photos in one folder. I have really like casual lifestyle photos in another photo, another album. Um, you know, photos that I thought were really good for sponsored posts in another folder. And so whatever I kind of am feeling that week for shooting, I will go through these folders and kind of just gather inspo for, for the posts. Um, and I will send them to my photographer for the week, whether that's my husband or my friend, Whitney. Um, and then, uh, we'll kind of swap inspo, um, kind of like make a mood board for each kind of idea or concept. Um, and then I pull an outfit and I, you know, make sure pull outfit and props and make sure that everything, and then I shoot one to two weeks worth of content in one, in a few hours. Um, so we really blocking out content and getting it done ahead of time is, going to be the best use of your time because you're going to be preparing all at once instead of preparing every single day takes so much time like up if you do it every single day. So by consolidating that you're saving so much time. And then instead of setting up, it just is so much more simple. Like I have the same amount of prep work throughout the week like I just had a big shoot day a few days ago. Um, and so throughout the week I texted her, we talked about locations, we talked about, you know, anything specific I had going on the day before I pulled all my outfits, sent them to her. Um, so we could like finalize what we were doing. And then we got together and shot for three hours and, and now I'm set for the next week. Um, and if there's anything that I need, in the meantime, I'll just shoot it by myself. Um, and, but even if I do shoot by myself at home, um, I try to get at least two days worth of content shot at the same time, just because if I'm going to go through all that effort to make sure that I'm wearing makeup and set everything up in my house, I'm going to make sure that I, that it's worth it because one day is not worth it. So my biggest advice would be to, um, put less pressure on posting consistently or like every single day. Um, consistently is just that you're posting. So you don't have to post every single day. So if I, I want to say quality over quantity, like 
if you could post one day a week and it would be a really good post versus posting every single day and it would be like really rushed and you didn't love it, I would say post one day a week and have it be something you really love. Like that is going to be so much more important than making sure you just have a lot of photos in your feed because shitty posts will get people to unfollow you. And so you might as well just, I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's helpful or if that's like what you were looking for. All that was super helpful. Yeah, that definitely answered the question. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so basically you have like content day where you do all your stuff. So that, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, just like batching it out. Yeah, and then like you have all your creative ideas set aside and then you're not like – so I always wonder, I'm like, okay, like these people that have like kids and a husband and, you know, this <laughs> and then this side hustle, I'm like, how do they do it all? That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, they're very organized and plan ahead by a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to learn to be very – you have to learn to be very organized, especially I'm – you know, I never did it really to any degree – past a very casual stage until I had kids. So I have no idea how different it would be if I wasn't working around kids and a limited schedule. But, um, but yeah, and most people that I know that do this full-time batch, batch things out and they have specific days set aside for specific tasks. That's really smart. And I know you talked a little bit about campaigns. So do you like at the beginning of the year or like plan out six months in advance, like which campaigns you want to do before you kind of go and do specifics um so so it's really um so I usually have things planned out one to three months in advance it really depends this time of year is really busy um the last quarter of the year is always the busiest um just because of the holidays um people's budgets are bigger companies budgets are much bigger um, sales goals are very different um, in the last quarter. Um, usually, I like to say that influencer marketing is all about brand recognition rather than sales because with influencer posting, I mean, yes, a lot of times you are going to have someone who sees an ad and they will go and buy it impulsively. They will actually act on that ad. But the majority of it is getting people familiar with that brand because if they see that brand enough, then when they see it in the stores or another ad comes up, they'll be like, oh yeah, I keep seeing this come up and these people that I really like have posted about them, now I will buy it. Um, It's kind of that rule of like, you have to be introduced to something seven times before you give in or whatever. Um, It's kind of like the rule of thumb that I consider influencer marketing to fall within. Um, So it really just depends on... on, when people contact me or I reach out to people, I would say about 50% of the work that I do is people that reach out to me and about 50% is me reaching out to companies that I would like to work with. Um, and then, so it really just depends. So I have, um, you know, a lot of like calendars and planners and schedules that it kind of maps out when I have campaigns falling within, what different types of content it is, what the deadlines are, the turnarounds. Cause sometimes you will get, um, and it really, it depends, it differs so much because I'll have a brand reach out to me and be like, hey, we are going to overnight you product tonight. If you can sign this contract, we need the content back in three days and you're posting the day after that. Like, but then other times someone will send you something and be like, hey, we really want to work with you. It's January now. Mm-hmm. Campaign will go live in April. And so it it really 
it really depends on specifics. And so you do kind of have to have like flexibility and be on your toes because sometimes someone throws you a curveball or somebody changes deadlines and you have to reorganize um, everything. So I'm kind of like always in the back of my mind aware of what campaigns I have ongoing, what I have and have not shot content for yet and kind of and kind of that. But you do have to be really organized um, with that. <laughs> yeah. See, that's something that I have definitely struggled with is knowing what type of calendar to use or which ones will work best for me. So I guess another question, sorry, I feel like I'm asking a lot no, of specifics, no. um, would be about, is there a specific calendar that you feel like has helped you stay on task and is easy for you to, to check every day? So I honestly use a handful of things. Um, I have not find, found one specific thing that is just perfect for me. Um, and probably part of it is because I do feel like I need to have a lot of a lot of different things in order to like see it enough. So I I use my um just the calendar app on my phone um for a lot of things. Anytime I have a post that's due like for a client, I will have that in my calendar with like a, a notification to let me know like sometime in my prime posting hours so that way I do not forget to post if I have a specific ad going up on a day. Um, the thing that I use that is most helpful for me is an app called Notion. Um, I have it on, it's designed for desktop, um, but I have it on my iPad and my phone too. Um, it's completely customizable. So you really just make it whatever you want to do. And it's where I keep track of everything. I keep track of all of my expenses in like one page. I have a page for all of my upcoming campaigns, the exact amounts, the exact, you know, what the status is on being paid or not. Um, because payment dates for being an influencer are ridiculous and they're all over the place. Um, so I really have to be yeah. organized with that. I have like little calendars of like when I'm planning on posting what and that I can like move around. Um, so that's one of the most helpful things for me. On top of that, I also have like a big paper calendar. I have about a thousand notebooks <laughs> that I write. <laughs> yeah. I write stuff down in um, trying to find the exact thing once it's been written down is another story, but um, that's kind of what I do. I have to, I write multiple different aspects of the same thing across multiple things. <laughs> yeah, that's smart. Yeah, that's what I find myself doing too. So that's helpful. Um, I guess one other would be what do you think is your favorite part about being an influencer and being able to help other brands and do ads for them? What's been fun about that? So going into this career, my it's kind of weird. So ads are kind of a means to an end. And I'm not saying that I don't like the brands that I work with because I never ever work with a brand that I don't like that I don't personally use. Um, but ads kind of are a means to an end. I don't really know any influencers that are like, yes, this is what I want to be doing forever. I think most of us kind of have it be like, um, mm. I've grown this platform and ideally I am the brand and ideally I have not necessarily something that I'm selling, but it leads me to my own thing, if that makes sense. And so right now, and I don't necessarily know what that is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, 
I think Indie Blue is a good example of this. Mm-hmm. She and Indie Blue is a really good example. Amber Filler Up, people who um, you know, are influencers and they still do post ads sometimes, but they really have created their own brands, their own things that they're known for that they market themselves and they've created kind of an empire around themselves. And that's kind of the the end goal, I think, for most influencers is kind of you are the brand, you are, you create something that is so you that the people that follow you are going to fall in love with because it's so you. Um, so like, I really love all the brands that I work with. Um, but that's not necessarily like what people get into being an influencer for. And so what I love about my career is that I love my career because it's creative, because I've always been a creative person. And ultimately I, before I ever did photography or art, I was a writer. And so I love that I've found a career where I'm able to express myself in those ways, both like creatively and through writing. And just, it's an, it's kind of an art form, um, you know, photography is. And so that's what I love about, I love about my job. And, um, I don't think, I don't know. I have a friend who recently posted something on TikTok, not TikTok, on Twitter about, um, kind of how a lot of influencers make it seem like they think everybody wants to be an influencer. They think everybody wants their career and all other like careers are boring. And I really, I mean, I think she's right. I think a lot of influencers do kind of give off that air, but I think, I think a lot of it is because most influencers don't let people really see what it's like. And so, yeah, people are going like, if your career really was just sitting on your couch with your kids all day and making a lot of money and traveling and getting free things. Yeah. That sounds like an ideal job. Of course I would want people to think that that's a great job, but that's not what it's like. And so I think, I think that's where a lot of people kind of have a misconception there, but I do really love having like, like I know I said the ads is kind of a means to an end, but I do love being able to endorse companies that I do really love. I do really love being able to share things that I'm really excited about with my followers. Like if a smaller company comes to me and is like, we really want to share this product. And it's something that I feel like my followers would love that I know I would love. I love being able to share that. Like I love being able to kind of like enrich the lives of the people that follow me because I found some really great things, if that makes sense. I know that answer was all over the place and I know it really didn't answer your question. Yeah. I'm so sorry, but, but there you go. No, that makes sense. No. Yeah. I, yeah, I love everything you said. I, okay. I'm sure exactly <laughs> what I wanted with the answer, but you like gave me a lot and I loved that. And I guess one more, do you have any final tips for maybe aspiring influencers or people that just want to feel more confident with their page and maybe grow it a little bit, what type of tips would you give them? Um, My number one tip for growth is to not focus on Instagram. It's to focus on TikTok. Um, That is my number one tip if you are wanting to grow um, because most of the followers that I have gained over the last year have been from either Reels or followers who have migrated over from TikTok. Um, so that would be my tip if you want, if you're trying to grow reels are not nearly as effective as they were a year ago. Cause a year ago reels were really, really pushed hard. And now Instagram doesn't really push them nearly as much. So 
Um, that would be my number one tip if you're trying to grow. If you're trying to just feel more authentic with your posting, what I would suggest is force yourself to do it for a month, right? So force yourself to post something even if like, force yourself to try not to care for a month, right? About what you're posting, about what you're doing. Because if you do it long enough, it's kind of like fake it till you make it, right? So even if you feel uncomfortable posting authentically, do it anyway, because eventually it will feel natural and it will feel right. It's kind of like waking up and telling yourself that you're beautiful, even if you don't feel beautiful. Because if you tell yourself enough times, it will be true. And so you kind of just have to fake it till you make it. So if there's something you want to be or do on social media, just be or do it for a month, whether you feel like you're ready for it or not. And, and that's how you'll become ready for it because nobody's ever actually ready for anything. (laughs) So true. So true. We're all acting like we have it to get all together. I feel like none of us. (laughs) Yes. None of us have it together. Not even a little bit. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Aurora, for coming on the podcast um, and being such an inspiration to so many people. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've learned so much today. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. I loved coming on. And definitely follow her on Instagram. We will tag her in all of our Instagram posts as well as the bio of this podcast episode. She's super awesome. Um, And yeah, thank you so much for listening, you guys. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thank you.